3: i'm rachel true
0: and i'm trent venegas
3: and you're listening to quoting gene roddenberry
0: the hundred day podcast that celebrates what would have been the hundredth birthday of the man that created star trek
3: each day between now and the end of our podcast
0: august 19th
3: one of star trek's biggest icons
0: or celebrity fans
3: or both will be quoting gene roddenberry
0: then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world Today's quote is read by Congresswoman Barbara Lee.
1: The strength of civilization is not measured by its ability to fight wars, but rather by its ability to prevent them. Welcome back, everyone, to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. I'm Sharon Melton and for the amazing Rachel, and Trent is here as well. And we have the phenomenal Gary Whitta, who is a screenwriter and author and man extraordinaire with us today. And this quote is powerful. A congresswoman read it for us. So, Trent, what are your thoughts on this amazing quote?
0: I mean, hello. Thank you for Gene (laughs) saying it so plainly and clearly, like there's no confusion. There's no real debate of what he's saying, like the strength of a civilization, it's its ability to avoid conflict, to avoid war. And we have this, and I tend to think that this is a very American mindset, that strength comes from force, like, mm-hmm. you're strong if you can knock somebody down, or you're strong if you have more weapons than someone else does. And there's like, a, in my opinion, there's like a false sense of security there. That's not strength, that's fear. And when when you're thinking about the headiness of like uh, the success of a civilization, uh, I don't think about like you know the 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 guy that carries the biggest stick is the is the one who is the strongest. To me, that is like the person that is like the most afraid of you know talking one on one or you know, and, and not to make it sound naive because I know it's not as simple as that, but. I just think about like when I get really heated or if I'm having a conversation online and those sometimes can get a little heated and I tend to get really, you know, trigger happy with my keyboard about like, I really want to go off on someone. I have realized it takes more strength for me to like dial it back, to calm down, to bring the, you know, my emotions down. Uh, rather than just like exploding and showing I'm louder than you or my point is more right than yours and I'm gonna force it on you like that to me isn't strength and that's not something that I've always believed like as a younger immature person that's not what I always believed and thankfully in my advanced age I have I've come to that realization and uh, this quote is is picture perfect of of the kinds of messages that Gene is always giving us. That our strengths are not measured by force. Our strengths are measured by our ability to avoid conflict.
1: I agree with you, Trent. But the problem I have is that sometimes people have a tendency of thinking that that kind of strength to prevent the war is more of a weakness than a strength. Of course and I think if we can change the narrative on that yeah. and realize that sometimes it takes more strength to avoid a war than it does to start one. It takes more strength to be the adult at the table. And I think that's what he was trying to say, to be the adult, to be the one to step up. And yes, you will be either uh, ostracized or villainized or whatever eyes you want to use. Or made fun of. Made fun of, exactly. Or completely pushed out of the room if you say something that stops the, the violence that may come from a war or the agitation that comes from it. It's so much harder to step Mm -hmm. up to the plate, to be the one to say, hey, let's not do this. There's a better way as opposed to let's just do this and get it over with so we can get rid of whoever's in our way. In -hmm. reality, there will be in your way until you find another way to get around it. And maybe Mm -hmm. being that adult is what he's trying to say to others, that there is another way. You just have to be willing to step through the door first and be the leader, a true leader, as opposed to leading towards destruction, Lead towards maybe salvation and lead towards hope that not everyone wants to go because it's much harder to go that part or go that route as opposed to starting a war. Gary, what do you think?
2: This this one kind of takes me back to what we were talking about in an earlier episode about police shows mm-hmm. yeah. and about how it used to, you know, again, back in Gene's day, Dragnet and shows like that were, you know, very kind of, oh, there are bad guys and we got to lock them up. And, you know, we're the good guys and the bad guys are over there. Obviously very, very re- reductive. And we know, we know, you know, the world's not that simple. The same is true, I think, in terms of, you know, our history of, of war and, uh, and you know military conflict. It's you know it's you could you could make an argument that in one way we have advanced a lot. You know we're way better at killing each other than we used to be. <laughs> uh, we have developed yes. infinitely more advanced and sophisticated weapons and tactics than we had you know say a thousand years ago. Is that progress though? You could argue, well, very much not. And in the same way that. You know, during that policing and crime and punishment discussion we had on the previous episode, we were talking about how, you know, yes, as long as there's going to be crime, you need people who are good at tracking down the bad guys and locking them up. But perhaps even worthier goal would be figuring out ways to structure and build and organize society in such a way that it's not necessary to lock quite so many people up and fewer people are turning to crime because we build a more equitable and just society that there's better opportunity for people. And, you know, people are kind of falling through the cracks into a life mm-hmm, of crime mm-hmm. uh, less frequently. That's, that's the tougher goal, but I think, you know, the, the worthier one. And uh, I think what Gene's getting at here is this idea of, yeah, listen, as long as we're going to have to fight wars, it's, it's good that, um you know, that we have people who are good at it. You know, we should, we should rightly take pride in, the U.S. military, they're very, very good at what they do. As long as we live in a world where it's necessary to fight wars, thank, good, thank God that we have people on our side who are very good at it. And I, I understand, you know, in, you know, military pride and stuff like that, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But beyond that, I, I, again, the worthier goal would be to get to some point where we need the smallest military possible. Or, we, or, or again, we reach that kind of great kumbaya moment where we just yeah. don't need them at all. And, again, even Gene didn't didn't anticipate anything as uh optimistic as that on a galactic scale right the enterprise has weapons right it's a battleship Mm -hmm. it you know it it recognizes that there are still bad guys out there that Mm -hmm. wish us harm and we haven't yet figured out a way to get everyone on earth or everyone in you know the alpha quadrant or the galaxy as a whole to lay down their weapons and agree that we can all live together in peace and we until we figure that out the enterprise needs weapons and we need and we and we need you know starfleet has to have a military component. There will always, always be bad guys out there. We will never truly figure it out. But what we can try to do, I think, is you know tip the scale in favor of living more in harmony, living more in peace, living in a way where there's less crime and and you know, and, and we hate each other less, and we want to destroy each other with weapons less, so that we can again have a smaller and smaller military not the one that we have right now where again mm-hmm. we talked about this on an earlier show where we are capable of destroying each other a thousand times over surely that is too <sighs> much how did we ever get yeah. to that point and how mm-hmm. do we start to kind of dial it back only through compassion and empathy and human understanding and an understanding that our differences aren't really you know that big a deal are we ever going to get to a point where we can start to even think about Uh, laying down arms and living together in peace. I know this all sounds very, very hippy-dippy, but that is at the heart of a lot of what I think Gene was talking about. And just because it's not necessarily realistic within our lifetimes doesn't mean it's something we shouldn't be talking about and striving towards, even just in theory.
1: And that's hope. That's where hope comes from. You call it, like you said here, you said hippy dippy, it works, it's hope. Hope is something that is always out there that we try to run to, that we grasp for. And even though we can't see it, it's that feeling deep inside that reminds you that hope is still exists, Mm -hmm. even in the smallest of things, even during a, a devastating rainstorm, or as sadly you guys are going through the fires in California, even when a fire has completely burned out things still grow from that. That's called hope. And yep. if we can just plant those seeds over and over and over again, even in the midst of destruction, mm-hmm. even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of lost hope, hope can still be found. And I've got to hold on to that because if I don't, then what more is there? If you don't have that hope to hold on to, then everything that we do every single day is almost brought for nothing if we don't have the hope and see that there's a possibility of something better being out there for all of us.
2: Yeah, and what Gene is is talking about here goes back to what I was saying earlier about how I don't think that you know, in in my version of kind of the fictionalized Star Trek universe, the fact that you've cracked some technological barrier like warp drive should not be the price of admission to the galactic community. It should be. Let's look at a bunch of other. Metrics. Oh, you're still you're still all killing each other and arguing over like who's got the better guard and which skin color is the best. I don't think you're ready yet for the bigger picture. Like, come back to us when you've sorted all that, that out. Yes, the te- the technological stuff is nice. Um, yes, your cell phones and internet and GPS and 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 flying around the world in you know super fast time. All of that stuff is great, but it's not the measure of your success as a society, you've got too many people locked up for no good reason. We're still fight. You're still fighting, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like, you know, like every now and again, when we discover some undiscovered, like island in like mm-hmm. deep in the pacific or whatever it's like some undiscovered tribe and yeah. they're dancing around worshiping <laughs> worshiping some god that we've never heard of and you look yeah. at them and go like, isn't that fascinating mm-hmm. that there's like this artifact of like this primitive society I've got no idea of the wider world around them i often if there are other you know planets and, and and societies out there that are able to observe us i kind of feel like that's the way they think about us you know, on the lighter side of the news we've discovered a planet in the western spiral arm of the galaxy that is still killing each other over over the color of their skin and who mm-hmm. has the best god mm-hmm. it's like isn't this fascinating to look at this kind of how like how, pr- how primitive we must we must seem <laughs> yep. to more advanced societies who yep. have moved past yep. that, that, that kind of moral and societal kind of infancy into something more mature. Getting back to that
0: joke I mentioned in a previous episode, that's been kind of a running joke on, on quoting Gene Roddenberry, is that perhaps aliens have not made first contact because they've come into our uh our neighborhood they've checked out that we are still as you know primitive as we are and they're like nope not yet time we're gonna take off and we're gonna pass on by um and i really loved that uh sharon mentioned hope and i love that you gary mentioned like hippy dippy because sometimes that you know hippie term can get thrown around as like a uh, diminutive, but I take it as a term of endearment. And I mentioned in a previous episode that my very good friend, he's a nurse practitioner, uh, Joe, his username is hopelessly hippie. Like he happily carries that mantle of hippiness because it is who he is as a person and the kindness that he has as a, you know, a nurse and as a person uh, is something that he wears as a badge of honor. And that's what he's chosen as his, his avatar username, which I love. But As always, uh, another great conversation. And Gary, I could talk with you forever. These episodes could be 12 times as long. And it has been such a pleasure having you as our guest host this week. And uh, if you have any final thoughts, let's hear them.
2: No, just just to say I've really enjoyed it as well. Thanks for having me for uh, the whole week. Uh, Gene Roddenberry, obviously, like for for so many other you know writers and and dreamers who kind of grew up with with Star Trek and and the worlds that he created, it's uh, a real privilege to be here, kind of talking about some of his. Uh, some of his thoughts. So thanks for having me.
0: It has been an absolute pleasure. And I want to thank Sharon Melton for co-hosting with me this week. Oh, thank you so much, Trent. It has been such an honor and a pleasure to be with you this entire
1: week and having so much fun talking about these amazing quotes by the incredible Gene Roddenberry, whether it's his storytelling or his quotes. It just has had so much power and influence on my life and so many people's lives. And just to be able to be a small part of the celebration of his incredible life has been a thrill for me. And I know so many other
0: people out there
1: enjoy this as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you for letting me be a small part
0: on this. Absolutely, and Rachel, we miss you. Uh, but if you wanna check out a video of Congresswoman Barbara Lee reading our quote, you can check it out on our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we hope you'll join us again tomorrow for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry.